Welcome to the Enduring Churches Podcast. Alan here with Trent today. So glad to have you with us today. You know, Trent, one of the things um, I'm so grateful for is that God has put me in a position where um, I'm actually, I guess I like to tell people, I kind of have a 30,000 foot view uh, of the church today. I'm not necessarily down in the daily decisions like I was before. And so I I kind of find that to, to my liking because I've kind of always considered myself a big picture person. And I know you've kind of considered yourself a big picture person, but not everyone is a big picture person. And so we want to talk a little bit today about, about that and how that works in our lives and in our ministry. Yeah, you're right, Alan. Um, but, you know, we're going to talk about needing that 30,000 foot view but I will tell you that every part, every person is valuable in that because you and I, we both also need those people that are good at the details, right? And so um, we're going to talk about kind of how that mix can happen. Uh, but yeah, today we want to talk about having some some thinking that is long view, uh, you know, having a picture of the the big picture, you know, not just right now today in my church. Is there a plan? And before we started recording, I was talking to Alan about the, the need for a, a good church leader to be thinking several steps ahead. So that's what we're going to kind of uh, talk about today. Right. When you're thinking about the big picture, it's it's really putting that date out in the future that says this is what it should look like or this is what I anticipate that it's going to look like. And it may or may not be true. You know, I remember in 1980 um, seeing pictures of the future of cars and they were very squared off. And by the (laughs) 1990s, they were very rounded off. And I remember Mm -hmm. seeing a a magazine article um, around 1980 that said the world is cooling. Well, apparently the world's (laughs) not cooling. So Mm -hmm. I know we can put things out there. When you're talking about the big picture, you're talking about an inexact science and certainly there's room for god to to change and in in our the work in our lives and in our ministries and things happen but we are called and challenged i believe to be people who are working toward a goal and have an insight um in our minds of where we're leading people yeah and so think about um you know martin luther king jr he is Famous speech, I have a dream, right? That was, um, and and people need to have a vision to aim at. Um, scripture also says that without vision, the people perish, or they actually run wild is, is kind of the, the idea. And so as a leader of your church, do you have a vision? What that, what Alan was just saying, what does it look like in a few years? It, it may not look exactly like that. <laughs> I used to think we were going to end up looking more like the Jetsons than we do now. <laughs> but, um, you know, we do need to have some kind of dream. And, and so uh, the I think a big problem is, and I, I have to give John Maxwell credit here on some of um, one of this picture that I want to share with you. It's just proof that we think about ourselves too much instead of having a picture of our whole organization. Uh, And so if you get together with a a group of friends and you take a group picture and then you look at that picture, what is the the person you're going to look for very first? 
And I can guarantee you it's going to be you. You're, you're going to be the one that you look for first when you look at that group picture. And, and so we do get very focused on ourselves. And that's we have a sin nature that's caused by selfishness. And so we part of the issue of not having big picture thinking is that we do get so focused on ourselves. Yeah, and it and it gets caught into that that kind of tyranny of the urgent was that old that old mm -hmm. essay written by Charles Hummel, I believe was his name, but where he talked about all we can see is what's right in front of us and we forget what's truly important. And the reason that you need to have a big picture is because it helps keep you focused on what's truly important. And when that's not there, you just kind of go to and fro from thing to thing to thing. And you wake up one day and realize that you, f you feel like you're a squirrel in a cage and you haven't gone anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On that wheel, right? <laughs> when I was a kid, we had gerbils um, and they had that squeaky wheel all night long. They'd be running on that squeaky wheel. <laughs> and that, I hated that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, what? one of the things that we, as if we're going to be a good leader, we do need those other people around us that can help us because we're supposed to have those details or that picture of what things are going to look like in several years. I used to try to plan, you know, one, five, and ten years. You know, what, what things do I want to have our church looking like in one year? What things are we doing? what things in five years and what things in 10 years. But um, because I'm a visionary, I'm like Alan, I have that 30,000 foot view. I also have to have, if I'm a good wise leader, I will gather around myself people that are good at the minutiae, the details. And you need to be willing to ask them. And this is a great question. Ask the people that you work with, the people that are leadership in your church, what am I missing? I think that's a great question for leaders to be able to ask. Yeah, that's a wonderful question. What, what am I missing? Because if you're a good leader, you know you're missing something. You know, what? there's not much more frustrating than a leader who thinks he's, he's seen all the angles um, because we don't. And you need people around you who can help you see see those things that are right there in front of you that you might otherwise not see because you're you're already beyond that issue you're already beyond whatever it is that you're looking for and so it, it's very helpful to have people who can say hey did you think about this or did you did you see this and you know i'll give you a great example when i was talking to my last church about building an education building and they said, tell us what you see. And I shared what I saw. And they asked me, did you see this? Did you think about this? Did you think about this? And before it was done, it was so much better than what I saw. And so they took what I was able to see. They improved it. And then um, because of their skills, they made it happen. Oh, yeah. And so it becomes a shared vision, right? Your vision that you had was kind of the, the jumping off point. But because you allowed your team to join in, it became better and it became a shared vision. I love that. And I think that's, that is a, a good leader, uh, is a willing to share that vision and let other people plant in it as well. 
Uh, I've seen a lot of leaders, Alan, that they become very defensive, though, when they someone begins to ask questions, not even um, being crit critical, but they just are asking questions. And, and the leader who's very, uh, not very strong leader, they, they become so defensive, they can't handle that. When a leader, when a leader is afraid of questions, it's, it, it shows just such a level of insecurity. Uh, and that's, that is troubling. It's problematic, but it's, it's very common today that people think questions somehow suggest that they're not a competent leader, but good leaders want questions. Good leaders, you know, ask for questions. They want to hear the, they want to hear questions because it helps them see something they might not have seen so that they can do better planning um, in the future. And so it, you're right, Trent. I think that's such an important concept that you bring up right there. And so as we're talking about this, you know, the question that we brought up earlier is asking your folks to tell you, well, hey, what am I missing? And if you're a big picture, 30,000 foot view kind of person like we are, you need those people to that you trust to add to and say, hey, you're missing this, you're missing this. But don't get defensive when they begin to tell you or ask questions about that. But so as we think about the big picture, Alan, we've got to um, begin to think long term. That's that's part of the picture. It's it's and it's also you know beyond our organization and long term down the road. But don't forget to think about how the right now fits in the next several years. Um, you know, you, you still got to live right now and you got to take care of next Sunday. But how does that fit in to your next several years? Yeah. What do you do, Trent? I know for me, I like to I like to have some time where I just get away and kind of have a dream session. Um, I know some people prefer time, times of getting away. I know you mentioned John Maxwell earlier. He has his thinking time every day where he sits mm -hmm. down and just dedicates time to thinking about the big picture and thinking about where he's heading. Heading, I don't guess it looks the same for any of us, but if you don't intentionally take time to formulate a plan or to, to dream a dream, you're going to have a hard time finding that big picture. I think that's great, Alan. And it makes me think about the scripture, Psalm 4610, I think it is, be still and know that I am God. Um, you know, we need to have that still time and, and that communication with God. Let God share with us his vision um, and how that's going to fit. You know, Henry Blackaby, you remember um, the great Bible study teacher would always say, you know, that we need to join God where he's at work. And so we need to be able to have that time, that thinking time that is letting God download into us. Yeah, just uh, having a time where you are really focused on that. Allow yourself to think about where you're going. So some some of you are not big picture people. So this is this is actually harder uh, for you because it, it comes naturally to me. But details don't come naturally to me. But if you're a detail person, you know, think think of it as the de the destination. You know, and if you're going, you know, let's say you were going to go down and go to a baseball game in a, in a major city, you know, you're going to chart your course and you're going to go and you're going to pull up in the parking lot and you're going to get out of your car. And then there's that big stadium and it's right there. 
And so you got that big stadium in front of you and and you're looking at it and it's all this huge intimidating facility. And then you go in and there's all these individual peoples and, and all this action. And you can picture what that looks like, right? I mean, in your mind, if you've been to a ball game, you, you, you know what this looks like. Well, the same is true in your church. There are other churches that have dreamed dreams and had visions. You kind of know what this is supposed to look like. But what's it supposed to look like for you? And that's what we're trying to get you to do is pull up into that parking lot and allow yourself to go in and think, what does this look like in in one year? What does this look like in three years? Um, and hopefully you can get to that, what, what does it look like in five years? But I'll tell you, even as a big picture person, getting out to five years today is really hard because things change so oh, fast. Uh, yes. three, three may be as far out as you really can go and maybe maybe even should go in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. But but what does it look like to, to get out there? Yeah, you, what you said, Alan, about get, things do change so fast. I mean, who would have thought in 2019 that the changes would have taken place that have? I mean, nobody had their 2020 plan as dealing with the pandemic and we wouldn't be meeting and we wouldn't be passing offering plate. We wouldn't have greeting time. Nobody had that. And so your, your big picture has to be flexible. That's what we said that a little bit earlier, that it may not end up the way that your vision looks like, but there's some principles that you can still carry forward. And, and I would say too, Alan, one thing that kind of comes to mind is you've got to give yourself time and that thinking time, that dreaming time to come up with what is it that God's leading us, that vision. And it includes some some concerted prayer time. Um, I, I read about the example of, of coffee plants, um, you know, that they, they have a dormancy period of four years uh, before you can begin to um, pick those coffee berries. Um, and so you've got to, what do you do for four years? Well, that there's growth happening, but if you, if you're wanting that good coffee, you've got to let it grow. Same thing is true of asparagus and same thing is true of bamboo. You know, the good stuff takes time. You got to give it, give it that time. I don't know if asparagus should count. (laughs) It's just small bamboo, man. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if you wrap it in bacon, it's okay. So. <laughs> Everything is better in bacon. Everything yeah. is better in bacon. So, <laughs> so, so as you're visioning and you're dreaming, just wrap it in bacon, and there, there you go. But, um, but Trent, you know, when we're thinking about how, how do we help someone get to that get to that big picture, one of the mistakes I think we we who are maybe more naturally bent to that make sometimes is we make it much more about buildings or about the program or about what happens in our own lives than we do about the people. And I think Mm -hmm. that sometimes we can get so driven on where we want to take everyone that we drive the car there and we realize that we came by ourselves. And I think, (laughs) I think, uh, I do think we have to be careful that we, that we keep the focus that our long range focus be on, on people and not on the other stuff that we do on the periphery of the people. Mm-hmm. Well, here's an example kind of related to what you said earlier, Alan, about when you're trying to build an education space, um, multi-pur- multi-purpose space for your church. 
you could have a vision of the building, but if it's if it doesn't bring those people along, then that it's just an empty shell. There's no purpose in it, right? And so I think you're absolutely right. Our vision, our long-term plan, our long-term vision does have to include people. And is it is there an on-ramp for people to join the vision? Is there a you know a comment space for people to talk about the vision and to share the vision? Uh, those are big deals. I had a picture, a mental picture of uh, racehorses. I love to watch the, you know, when they start the Triple Crown series and, the, you know, and I, I love to watch those. And in racehorses, they have blinders or some people call them blinkers on their eyes to keep them um, to just looking right in front of them. And, and that's great. I mean, it is helpful for a racehorse, but they're only good at running either straight line or in the circle. Um, and, and a rancher wouldn't want those things on their horse rounding up cattle. I used to, my dad and I used to round up cattle all the time. And we'd never even think about having blinders on our horse. Um, and a, a mountain guide would never want those things on their horse walking along the cliffs. Right? And you certainly wouldn't want to go down the Grand Canyon with a mule with blinders on there. So, um, we don't want to have blinders when we're talking about big picture thinking. We want to take those blinders off. We want to have not only a long picture, but a, a broad picture, you know, in this. And, and we want to be able to think about all of those details. Am I, am I bringing those people along? Is this vision something that will glorify God? Is this something that will help people? The two commands that Jesus said were the most important. I think that, you know, so you got to make sure you take those blinkers off. That's so important. You do you do have to be able to look around. You know, I think so many people will tell you that the ability to observe um, is so important. And really, the people of the future are those who can observe the future before the future happens. We're not talking about fortune tellers or anything like that, but we're just talking about people who can can see those things coming. You know, there were... There were some people out there saying, churches, you need to be online. You need to be online because mm -hmm. they said it wouldn't take much to shut the world down. And mm -hmm. people were like, that never happened. And it did happen. You know, right. the people, there, were, there weren't many, but they were out there and they were trying to say, uh, we need to listen to those voices. And so the future belongs to people who can really kind of see see what is unfolding before it unfolds and one of the interesting things you know having moved from colorado um, to east texas is many of the things that i faced in colorado when i first moved to colorado are now issues that i'm facing in east texas um, mm. because the culture you know the cultures are in different places um, yeah. but many of the beliefs and structures and ideologies that were present when I first went to Colorado are now showing up as being present here. And we need to be ahead of what's kind of what's coming as, as the trend in our, in our own communities. So, you know, that's an example of just being able to see that and to know, to know that that's taking place. Yeah. You would have never thought that 10 years ago that, that East Texas would begin to look like, Colorado and the, the way things happen. I, I never would have dreamed that, but I'm I'm glad God prepared you 
to to be where you are now. I think that's so good. And so as you're thinking, you know, you were thinking ahead. One of the I think I heard John Maxwell talk about this phrase. It says, when he hears people say, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, he said that is really limited thinking, you know, and so some of those churches that were being told, hey, you should get online or or hey, the, the culture is, is shifting in East Texas where you are now. They're like, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And I'm, I'm sure there were some people that said that. Uh, and so, but that that's really stopping that big picture thought process and, and moving in and planning ahead. Yeah, I think it was Winston Churchill that said, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Mm-hmm. You know, that you have to, you have to be ready. Um, you, you have to be opportunistic. You know, I love, um, you know, someone who is in the role that we're in now came to my church one time and, and suggested to us, what are you going to do when everything succeeds? You know, what if God brought success to you right now in everything that you're doing? I think that's kind of what big picture thinking is. It's it's thinking about what God can do. What 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 do we long to see God do? And believing that he is up to something and that he wants to do a great work. So I think if we take that approach that God is doing something good and he wants to do something good, that I think that actually, okay, so what does that look like when God does it? That's such a good question. I'm typing that out. I love that, that right now. I'm sorry. Pause for a moment while I type this out. <laughs> this is because I'm so glad you said that, Alan. I mean, because we're, we're such negative people as a whole. I mean, corporately, society is bent toward the negative. And that really kind of leads into one of the thoughts I had, Alan, is um, that is a big picture thinker. We are bringing hope. We're pointing people toward a future that is bright. So bright, it got to wear shades, right? Um, and and so I, I have a, a friend that's in Oklahoma, um, Lance Lane, and you should look him up. He's a, he's a great guy. He has a ministry called Hope is Alive Ministry. Um, and he was a pastor's son that got caught up in drugs and uh, really just messed his life over with drugs and alcohol. God cleaned him up. And because of that, he has started all of these um, homes for people in that same situation to help them with accountability and following a gospel plan to be off of drugs. And, and so he told me one day, he said that he wanted to be a hope dealer, not a drug dealer. And, and I, as man, I was like, that is so good. Um, because when God changes our lives, we're supposed to be those hope dealers, people that point people toward a bigger picture that gives them hope. So, uh, again, what you're saying here is that it's important for our, our futuring to have an optimistic tone to it. The big picture mm-hmm. should be an optimistic picture. It really shouldn't be the, the big picture is this is what happens when everything unravels. Um, because mm-hmm. if you expect it to unravel, it is going to unravel. So I think oh, I think that is an important part of our big picture thinking. You know, if you think about it from the standpoint of, um, you know, many companies out there need to hire a CEO. And so let's say it's a movie studio. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to hire a CEO that says, man, in three years, I, I hope that no one goes to a movie theater anymore. You know, I can <laughs> yeah. see it now. We're mm-hmm. out of business. 
and no no one's going you know they're going to be captivated by someone by someone who comes in and says you know because of the pandemic we don't have as many people in the movie going to the movies anymore but we're going to produce movies that are so good and so compelling that people want to get back to the theaters and that's who you want leading your your movie studio right Mm -hmm. and the same is true in a church people aren't going to follow a leader who all he can do is paint the pessimistic picture of what of what could happen um you know you're going to follow you're going to follow a leader that has an optimistic view of what god can do Mm -hmm. yeah i i agree you know that makes me think that really this this whole idea of big picture thinking and planning and future looking is is part of worship honestly i mean if because think about the songs that we sing worship songs that we sing on sundays they're they're not that pessimistic song you know they're not that they're very bright and and aiming at a future and so that's what we're called to do if we're worship leaders which even as pastors we are worship leaders we're supposed to be aiming our folks toward the future with bright a bright future because god is able yes and when it comes to the big picture i've got a big picture window with uh two dogs looking out at a squirrel Oh, and, um, my world <laughs> just got very, very loud a, a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Trent, um, you know, we, we all have a big picture. And I think for a couple of dogs in, in my house right now, it looks like a, a, a fuzzy little squirrel. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that's some people are probably close. thinking that's kind of what we do. We chase a lot of squirrels on here. So, yeah, <laughs> that's I have a squirrel brain, if that counts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I love the big picture. I, I love talking about big picture thinking, and I think this is such a great topic. And, you know, if you are a big picture thinker, we want to encourage you to to continue to do that, but really want to encourage you to keep the emphasis on people. And if you struggle with the big picture, you know, we've given you some questions you can kind of walk through um, to, to think about and to try to encourage that way of thinking. I've given you a few analogies, and so hopefully that will help you develop your your ability to sit back and and think through the big picture yeah and i love i want to just reinforce what alan mentioned the uh, gentleman that came to their church that asked what if everything succeeds what if god brings success are you going to be prepared for that and so i think that's such a wonderful picture and and we we know that our god is able to bring success and if you're in a small church hey God may not make you into a mega church, but he's going to give you the opportunity to bless somebody and to lead somebody to know him and, and serve him. So who knows? Um, but but there is hope. There is hope. And, and so I, I want you to have uh, excitement about the future. And I guess the future is going to be next week. We're going to have a, a new topic for you. So we are excited about that we always love having an opportunity to talk with you and we appreciate you taking time to be a part of the enduring churches podcast so we and we hope we've helped you with the big picture today and uh it's just such a blessing to be able to talk with you and if you can leave us a note um sometimes drop us a line let us know how we're encouraging you uh give us an idea for for another topic if you if you can uh, we'd love to just share something that's on your heart and talk talk through that particular issue. But we thank you for taking time to join us, and we look forward to catching you on our next episode.